In the most divisive of times, the great debates rage on. Who was the best Batman? Was the book truly better than the movie? Did Han shoot first? Nerds with opinions will seek to answer life's greatest questions. Hello, fellow nerds. You are listening to Nerds with Opinions, episode number 76. As always, I'm your host, Matt Holden. Today on the podcast, I am joined by returning guests, Logan Herzog, Tony Williams, and Cynthia Borges, and we are doing a Marks with Opinions review of the NXT pay-per-view TakeOver 31. There's been a lot of wrestling going on during this season, so I've been doing a lot of wrestling episodes. This is going to be a nice little short, concise one. The show itself was short. We're going to basically be going match by match, breaking down the whole card and giving it a nice review here today on Nerds with Opinions. Nerds with Opinions, Marks with Opinions in the house. We are back with another review of a wrestling pay-per-view, NXT TakeOver 31. I am joined by returning guests, Cynthia Borges, Tony Williams, and Logan Herzog. And we had we had some technical difficulties with Logan's audio, so I'm not going to go back through the the, uh, the anecdotes of, oh, hey, you haven't been on the podcast in a while, because now it's definitely not organic. So let's just <laughs> get right into the, <laughs> into the pay-per-view. In the opening match for the NXT North American Championship, Damian Priest retained and defeated Johnny Gargano. Let's start with, uh, well, actually anybody who wants to jump in. Who? What, what did we think of this match? I, this is a great match. match. <laughs> Tony, Tony didn't see it. No, I thought it was a good match. I loved it. <clears throat> These guys have surprisingly uh, good chemistry for like the mm-hmm. size difference. Yeah, and you know... Johnny's great at being a turd, and, you know. He's so good. Classic the Gargano way, some heel tactics, pulled the ball shot, you know, which is which Looks is the Gargano really way. <laughs> In the Gargano way. You can justify anything that he does. It, it's the Gargano way. Well, but it's the Gargano Absolutely. way. Yeah. No, I uh, I was happy to see Damien retain though. Yeah, I as am I. Um but I I was actually frankly like kind of surprised. Because they seem to really be... It could have gone either way. Yeah, yeah they they really seem to be pushing that uh, Johnny and Candice were going to both leave this show with the titles. Uh, we'll talk about Candice a little later. But uh, so I wasn't... I was not necessarily expecting Damien to retain. But I think that that was a good move because he hasn't had the, the strap all that long. Uh, these guys... Yeah, I think he deserves it. These guys work like i said very well together um i'm wondering if that's because priest probably worked a lot of like smaller indie guys when he was on the indies uh because obviously now it's not like wrestling's not giant a bunch of giant guys like he's kind of an anomaly so i i think like he knows how to work with smaller dudes so that um that helps it out this was interesting though because i almost felt like the first steps of like Damien kind of being a tweener 
not a full on baby face because he's still like obviously cocky and like, oh, I'm going to have my after party and hot tub with like hot girls. And he's so, you know, he still kind of has that like Ric Flair like a good sort guy of with an edge. heel vibe. But well, no, I don't think he's a good guy. But I like when you have these kind of uh, heel versus heel matches and there's like a pretty noticeable difference between, well, that dude's definitely a bigger butthead than the other guy. I think that the lesser butthead instantly becomes quote unquote baby more face. of a more of a tweener, yeah. you know. Not he's just a face. I, I don't think he's a baby face. He's a but butt. I'm wondering if maybe this is going to be like a progression to like becoming a little more baby middle ground. You put anybody next to Johnny Gargano, they're going to seem like less of a that's, <laughs> that's, that's true. At least, at least. Butthole. Except for Sami Zayn. <laughs> I want them, they need to do a thing with them. Like, a butthole thing? If, well, I'm saying like. Oh, I, wow. That, <laughs> oh, let's. Uh, if, okay. Oh, that's a different podcast. <laughs> if I phrasing, her, phrasing is very important, Cynthia. Context yes. is very important. <laughs> If I needed a reason for Gargano to win the North American title, it would be for Survivor Series to have him burst Sammy. And I would just, just them together. <laughs> he doesn't need the North American title. He's got the Intercontinental. No, I'm saying Johnny win the North American. Sammy has the Intercontinental. That's how they would fight. Yeah. I know. I'm just saying. That. Or Johnny could just get drafted to SmackDown because that is also a possibility. Oh, do you want him to be ruined? Yeah, please don't. Hey, we went over this the last podcast or something or at the pay-per-view. We need to stop wishing that they would ruin people. Not wishing. Or, it's not wishing. It's expected. Or wishing that they would not hey. ruin people. No, hey, may- maybe he'll be the newest member of Retribution, Skullface. Ebar. No, he'll just be Bubble. <laughs> Slapjack. <laughs> Those uh, are terrible names. Okay. Yep, they are. So, uh, wrapping up with this match. Uh, those of us that saw it all enjoyed yeah, it. Yeah, I liked it. It was my first time seeing more of Damien Priest. Literally the only thing I've seen him was in that ladder match. So it's cool to was, see no, him. Yeah. He wasn't at Portland, was no. he? No. Gargano was. Do you, re- do you remember that, Tony? Do you remember what <laughs> happened? I wore a shirt. And then he turned on okay. his friend. <laughs> Max was like, good God. I am fine Old with news. that because Old news. we have butthole. Gargano. Old news. Okay, next match. Kushida defeated Velveteen Dream by submission uh, in a singles With match. Maybe a bit of a turn for his character. Yeah. Okay. Or at so least a change. If if Damien is kind of like becoming a, a little more of a good guy, I think Kushida's becoming more of like a bad guy, but not like full heel. So he's like total no. tweener status. Um, I thought this match ruled. It was very, very, uh, very, very technical, which is in Kushida's wheelhouse and dream is good enough that he can, he can kind of work multiple styles. I do think that this is, um, how to put this, how to put this delicately. I think this is the beginning of the, the, (laughs) not the beginning, but this is the, 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 the fast track to the fall from grace for, for Velveteen dream. Um, and the reason I think that, is uh, well, I mean, it, it, I don't, I don't think it's poor bastard. I think a lot of his problems are his own doing. Well, no, um, but a, so I just re-listened to an old podcast where we literally talk about him being like he's young and super talented. If he's not an idiot, he's gonna have a great career. <laughs> so I was reading this article, 
And uh, apparently, so Triple H did a Facebook Live before this, and they literally asked him about Velveteen Dream. And I'm surprised that he answered the way he did, but he basically said something to the effect of that, um, something to the effect of that he's basically, his immaturity is damaging his career. Yes. And, I, I, you know, he's, he's, take, he's taking a lot of L's, so I'm kind of I'm kind of thinking that he's probably going to be, uh, I mean, you never know. There's, like, been people that have, like, come back um, from, you know, kind of career suicide. Uh, Shawn Michaels is a perfect example of that. He's one of the Orton. goats. Um, Randy Orton, yeah, is a good example of that. But, yeah, anyways, that's just this little side comment I had, but... Love this match. Kushida is awesome, and I'm glad that they finally like gave him a, a platform to show like how good he is to American audiences. Because I think unless you saw him in New Japan, you probably don't know who he is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what? No, I I was unfamiliar, but I did love that uh, Dream spoofed him with the uh, Doc Brown. Uh, that, was, that was pretty clever. <laughs> I also missed this match. It was good. All, all, oh, well, there you go. All of it. I don't remember when yeah. you showed up. No, I oh, showed up well. right. I think you showed up Why in a here, ladies' Tony? match. <laughs> he'll, he'll be useful here in a couple like, of Okay, yeah, the last three matches. There's five well, match card. I know Dream, Gargano, and Priest well enough to know, like, Dream and – or not Dream and Priest. Uh, Priest and Gargano's match, I don't even have to watch it, and I know it's going to be good because I've been following Damien and Johnny so closely. Dream, again, been following him – pretty well and I know how good he is but uh, Kushida I don't know too much about unfortunately you've got to show skills good match well, he had a he had a coming out party I think in, in this match yeah. I'm hoping that they're gonna push him uh, to a like if if dream is kind of gonna be like a gatekeeper for a while and not doing anything like real significant I, I hope they push Kushida to um, a higher, uh, like an upper echelon uh, rivalry. There seems to be this uh, after this show, the next NXT, they teased him and Ciampa, which I'm just gonna that's, that's me rubbing my hands together um, in excitement. Uh, that I think would be a totally sick match, especially with kind of Kushida's more hard nosed edge. Let me ask you guys this with obviously NXT is a little a little different and they've really really done well with actually pushing Japanese wrestlers whereas mainstream or not mainstream but main uh, roster WWE doesn't have a great history with that outside of maybe Asuka um, do you think that Shinsuke's not totally ruined <laughs> oof, I don't know if I agree with that I, I feel like they've hor- not totally they've ruined. horribly booked him dude like if you go back and watch like his like main event of like Wrestle Kingdom matches, I'm just saying it could be worse. I didn't yeah, say he, it was no. Okay. He's a tag team champion. It could definitely be worse right now. I, yeah, I yeah. Also, his, his his name could be T Bar. I will also be on the <laughs> side of that in the last three years he's won U.S. Intercontinental and tag team. So it's like it's he should have been a world worst. champion. By I now, though, know. Man. Anyway, so, okay, what I was going to ask you guys, so, like, probably, like, the top two Japanese um, wrestlers in NXT right now are Kushida and Io Shirai. Do either of them seem like they could be, like, a breakout person, like an Asuka, 
that could really like break that language barrier that that clearly, unfortunately, with the powers that be, WWE kind of inhibits a lot of foreign speaking superstars. I think EO could. I tend to th- I, I tend to think could. so too, but jury's still out on Kushida. I think it depends on how much they build him from this point. Yeah, on. I agree. If anything, I think Oscar is proof that they can do it again. Yeah, yeah, no, a thousand, oh, thousand yeah. percent. Also, she's a treasure. I know that she's we love not what we're talking about tonight. Protect her at all yes. costs. I love when she gets yeah, really worked up or excited and starts talking really quickly in Japanese. It's like the best thing ever. And just screaming. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So any other uh, final thoughts on this match? It was so good. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it, too. <laughs> Let's talk about the NXT Cruiserweight title. This Santos is when I was gaming. I didn't see okay. this. I Santos was, Escobar. I was busy playing Mario Kart. Okay. Santos Escobar <laughs> with Joaquin Wilde <laughs> and Will. Raul Mend- uh, Mendoza defeated Isaiah Swerve Scott in their kind of ongoing back and forth uh, thing. First of all, I have to say Escobar's entrance gear was the sickest. The, it was pretty bad. Like the the old school mariachi with, with yeah. the lucha mask, chef's kiss. I loved it. Um, I really like this guy. Like I, I had a very limited knowledge of him uh, when prior to him coming into NXT, I had seen like a, a couple of his CMM, CMLL matches um, on like YouTube, and I uh, like never had seen him wrestle without the mask. But I think that he's a person that is actually like kind of coming to his own without the mask, which is impressive. And, uh, Swerve is, is, was a great, uh, a great dance partner. But I, I think that there's, they were smart in keeping the belt on, on Escobar. Cause I think there's more interesting things he can do with it. What did everybody think of this match? It sounded good. Okay. I'm chewing, sorry. The latter half that I saw was uh, very good, high spotty. Um, I think Matt and I agreed that if he wasn't going to take the title off him, that this feud needed to not go away, but just like put someone else in that spotlight. Yeah, exactly. Don't keep keep beating the same drum over and over. Well, I see... I see like a lot of NXT, but uh, this title especially as a good way to introduce fresh faces that could maybe break out of the cruiserweight division. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think we even were talking about that. Like almost a developmental brand for the developmental brands type of thing. Well... I don't know if I, I I don't know if I'd put it like that because I think talent wise and like just wrestling knowledge that these cats that are in that division are on the same level as everybody else. But you know, I I always think of the cruiserweight title, or at least how it's been booked um, in the past. As you saw, like like in WCW, you saw like Eddie Guerrero, Rey Mysterio, Chris Jericho, yeah, Chris Benoit. They all like moved up from there. And then WWE have really had a similar thing. And, and some people they didn't really capitalize on, but some people they did like a Rey Mysterio. And I think that it has the ability to, to be that again. Um, so 
you know, but I think the other thing that NXT is doing well with it is that they're actually like, they're making it on par with the other titles because they actually have it defended on all the shows. Yeah, Um, exactly. I'm glad that it's kind of been more uh, mainstreamed than it had been previously because I know the Cruiserweight title before was like 205 Live was like, what's that? (laughs) So that's a a good point that you brought up. And I remember saying this while we were watching it. My only like complaint is I don't understand why there's still a 205 Live that is like connected to the main roster. That makes zero sense to me. Wait, there it yes. is. Yeah. Yep. Do they have any titles on that show? No, because that's the weird thing. So Escobar what's the fucking point? has been defending this title <laughs> just on NXT shows because it's the NXT Cruiserweight title. So why those guys that are at, in 205 Live are not just in NXT. I, I, I have no... Those poor, poor bastards, dude. They're in like a fucking limbo. I have like. no earthly idea. And then what they're, what NXT is going to have a problem with pretty soon, I'd imagine, is not having an, uh, a depth of, of talent to actually challenge for this title. Yeah. Why don't they just make them the same? I don't know. It's very confusing. I'm. Uh, I don't quite. I don't quite understand that. I don't know if maybe um, if they're wanting to keep two hundred five live connected to the main roster because then that's an easier way to like cherry pick people you want, a la a Ali or Murphy. Um, but I mean, it, like Vince owns everything, so like you could easily be like. Exactly. I want that guy yeah, from yeah. NXT. What you know? I, it's yeah, I don't know. Let's change his name to T Bar and bring him up. Oh boy. <laughs> oh boy. So, anyways, uh, this match is sick, and um, I uh, greatly enjoyed seeing more Escobar. I think he's uh, a very, very good heel, and it was good to see Swerve though, because I personally I haven't been, I don't watch the show, and so that yeah. was this was a good. You know, kind of this is the first time I've seen him do anything. So that was a very cool showing for him as well. I was familiar with him because I saw him um, in that documentary series, The Wrestlers on Vice. And he was in an episode where they had like they they covered like up and coming people. And it was filmed uh, a couple years back. And so like he was one of the people highlighted Darby Allen pre uh, AEW. Mia Yim, she was she was in it um, before she now has oh, ruined. Ha, has no, has no name and uh, is where's it? She doesn't even get a stupid name. Yeah, like, the women the, the women that? don't have names yet. Um, I guess they they uh, they were gonna call one of them Shatter, and then people literally started laughing about it backstage. So then they didn't <laughs> they didn't uh, they didn't pull the trigger on Shatter yet. Speaking of women, uh, let's talk about actually booking women well. Uh, Io Shirai yes. defeated Candice LeRae for the NXT women's title, or she retained. This was oh, a good it was really match. awesome, dude. I loved it. Dope match, yeah. Really, really great women's match. I think... Cementing the fact that the Gargano way does not work. Well, it's hey, another one. I, we talked I, about I was still convinced that she... That she uh, I actually thought win. this one more... 
I thought this one more yeah. than the other one that was going to change. I agree. Yeah, I agree. There's nothing wrong with the Gargano way. It's everyone else needs to be <laughs> in the same wavelength, and then the Gargano uh, way works. Well, then that's a terrible okay, way if it's not reaching everyone. <laughs> that's the like definition American way, if you really think about it. Everyone that's get on my wavelength, good. and we'll be fine. Oh. Okay, <laughs> let's not let's not go down that road. <laughs> the Gargano way works. If everyone agrees with the Gargano way. One thing I really enjoyed about this match, and I I don't know if either of these women had worked together outside of WWE. um, I think they did in not Ring of Honor, but another higher, uh, not higher, another indie promotion. Because I'm I'm pretty sure these two have worked together not not in NXT. Well, if they haven't, they have incredible chemistry together. Mm-hmm. Like really good physical chemistry. Everything looked really smooth, but also like very hard hitting. Like it was a a seemingly, I mean, maybe they were doing it safe and just and just really doing awesome selling. But it, it seemed very, very stiff, very snug. And it was a believable, a believable match. Which um, I think there is there. Hmm, how do I put this? There's I think a a curve for women's wrestling where there's like you have up you know up here at the upper echelon you've got Oscar, Charlotte Flair, Bailey, Sasha, and then I think Becky. there can, there can be a steep drop off in terms of the physical attributes and being on par with the men. And I, and I, I'm not trying to mean that in a disparaging way, but there is like, you see, you know, we've talked about this. You see like, I'd say it, AEW's, you know, women wrestlers or not all of them, but a, a good number of them. And there is a stark difference between upper echelon WWE women wrestlers and uh, yeah, I think that like the tag teams in, in AW are like fucking top notch and that's a place they've really excelled. But I think their women's division is like definitely uh, way less than like WWE. It's, it's, it's lacking, um, I think, in in experience. It's a lot of like young indie workers, um, yeah. whereas it's like so WWE, they, they really like in terms of the women's division, they they scooped up everybody that was really experienced because like like a Mia Yim. You know, of course, not many people had heard of her until she came into NXT, but like she'd been wrestling for like 15 years before then. So, yeah, I, I think that's a big part of it. But, um, yeah, watching this, I, I was thinking, wow, this is this could be like the top build women's match at a WrestleMania. I, I, it was it was that good, in my opinion. I agree. Yeah. Oh, You're saying. Something? Oh, no, I go. also liked. uh like keeping in the theme of uh, Candace and Johnny being little buttholes is like it being uh, he came in and helped trying to mess up with the match and everything. Yeah, yeah, there had to be some fuckery. That is the Gargano way. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, so that's all I was gonna say too. So it was just I was gonna the ref. I love just him running in. 
This is like, yeah, uh, that would totally be official. Like, yeah. that's all I, I, I enjoyed that. I just love that whoever rings the bell would ring the bell for that too. Like, it's like, you know, that's not the no, ref. The ring, the ring keeper or the bell keeper is whoever's in stripes. They are in charge of you. <laughs> yeah, wrestling logic. Wrestling logic. Tony's right. Yes. Yes. It's the same as the Royal Rumble logic that. You're going to help someone dump someone over and for about a minute. And then you're going to realize, wait, no, I actually don't want you to dump this person over. So I'm going to stop you now. <laughs> I'm going to punch you now. Yeah. <laughs> it makes sense if you don't think about it. Or the slow ladder climb. That would, is so frustrating. That's like the most frustrating thing is the slow ladder climb. You do a triple backflip off the top rope. Okay, climb this ladder real quick. Like, how do you, is it? Ten minutes later, <laughs> a foot right and a hand. Mm. <laughs> I love it. Would uh, would what do you guys think moving forward? Would you want to see them run it back at the next big show? Yeah, I would. I would. I would say. I would say yes. However, after whenever EO retained, they've introduced two contenders, people that they're bringing to NXT, and they did it like right whenever yeah. she retained. So it makes me think that they're going to push either one or both of those other and do like some sort of triple threat. Ooh, thing, maybe a fatal four uh, way. Moving forward with the women's title. Oh, Ooh. I weirdly think. Don't, don't tell me with <laughs> a good time. I weirdly think um, Johnny and Candice are going to go off to do like some mixed tag team stuff because <laughs> they were, uh, I can't remember. They were, on NXT a couple days ago, they were watching someone from the backstage and they were sitting be like, impressive, very impressive. Like they're, they're going after someone else. And it's like, okay. it's Johnny and Candace. It's not just like, Oh, Johnny's going to go fight this guy real quick. Well, and I, okay. So yeah, so you're probably right. Cause I, I did see that now that Ember Moon came back, that there's kind of this, um, seemingly going to be a, number one contenders match at some point, mm. I, I would Im- imagine between her and Rhea Ripley. Mm. Yeah. Part of me though, I think like, imagine that triple threat though. I, f- I think I'd prefer to see that. And well, what about Tony? Didn't Tony Storm just announce? Oh, back that's too? right. Right. Okay. So I wonder when she is coming back though, because she cut her promo in a video and she wasn't on the next show. So yeah. that what that tells me is maybe she's not going to come back right away anytime soon. Maybe like by Halloween Havoc or the next actual takeover. I would say depending on, so whoever it is, Rhea or Ember, I weirdly think whoever wins that number one triple threat, I weirdly think whoever wins that number one contenders match, or if it turns into a triple threat, whoever walks <laughs> away from that match with the women's title, Tony's going to show up after that match. Uh, Challenge winner. Oh, okay. Yeah. The, I think that it would be a smarter way to do it because as much as like a fatal four way would be cool. I, I, th- I think right now that they, they've cut like a bloated amount of challengers. War so games. what's that? The war games match would be, Oh yeah. Throw everyone in that. Yeah. Well, okay, uh, okay, that's not that's not how a war games match works, though. It has to be teams. I know, but I'm just saying those four. That's not going to work anything out for a title, though. They didn't do it last year, and that thing was fucking awesome. But there was like 
a reason to have, there was multiple women's rivalries that they put together. So there was a reason to have group, group A go against group B. Nah. I'm just saying. How dare like, you use logic. That, that's, nah. not, that's not to say that like. That's not the Tony <laughs> way. Not the Willikers way. That's not to say that they wouldn't, you know, like some of these other women that, you know, that are in the, in the company, like make some sort of reason yeah. to have some team ups, um, and do a, a war games match. Um, but, but you are but right. War games is coming up. So this is a weird, it's weird to think that WWE slash NXT has a too many good women to just be like, yeah, whatever. So like 15 years ago. If I would if I would tell you, WWE is going to have the top women's uh, performers. Would you like? Would you agree with me? Well, they were the only company I mean, at the time, the so I was yeah. like, I, I would I would have agreed that. Now, so a, be- a better question: made it, like main event, like these women will main event pay per views, main event WrestleMania, like shit like that. No, not if you'd said that probably back then. Um, yeah, especially not that era. If you would have told me like Lita or Trish in like the Attitude Era, um, you know, or there was some, there were some standouts like, um, Mickey and Trish had an amazing WrestleMania match, but I don't, their talent wasn't the factor. It was, they were booked like a sideshow attraction, not a top attraction. Yeah. Either way. So I just... I'm really proud of our women's wrestling today. Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's, I it's love uh, it. the the best it's ever been. But I need Rhea Ripley to calm the fuck down a little bit because it could be cool if they why What's calm the down. What, what Nothing you... wrong with Rhea. <laughs> uh, easy, Tony. It's... Are you just like horning out right now, dude? Ew, he's like, ew. Tony's like, I I gotta go. <laughs> okay, all right. Let's. Uh, I think it'd be cool. Just real Matt quick. is just as bad having with so much. I, I'm not. Speaking I'm not getting all having... horned up on the podcast, though. Jeez, that's Louise. because she's not a part of this podcast. <laughs> oh my god. Speaking of too many, we're having so many options for women wrestlers in WWE. Do you think that they'll ever introduce uh, another like a mid card title? They should for like the women's. We've been talking about that Cause, for years. Yeah, because I think that'd be kind of neat. I think they have like almost the uh the wrestling like the pool of available uh talent that they could actually probably see they got the north american title so honestly a women's european title i would that'd be awesome i mean you could make the argument that that kind of exists with a woman's nxt uk title yeah well then defend it on both which you can't do well so i i have i have a a uh I have a, a solution to your quandary, Logan. Yeah. How about have the NXT, or not the NXT, how about have the tag team titles actually mean something and have somebody in NXT win them and defend them in NXT like they said they were going to do and they've done it, what, twice? Like one time. They're yeah. hoping you forgot about that. You know, and I, they've had a few like appearances with them on that show, but... I think that that should be the they've they've determined that like that is a multi-brand like title. So it could go anywhere. Yeah. So like they've got the the makings for it and that could 
you know, really do some interesting things. And it's, it's honestly, I think the, it was booked well with Bailey and Sasha because it helped book their whole program. But exactly outside of that, mm, I haven't been impressed um, with how it's been booked. I, like, who even oh. has those books? Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax. Ah, uh, yes. There you go. Uh, yes. Uh, did, I, they I, ever, <laughs> did they ever explain why they didn't defend them on Clash of Champions? Because they were on Raw. Uh, medical week. issues. They were pulled. Yeah. And the same thing with Nikki Cross. But um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what that was all about. I did enjoy when uh, Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross had them, but. I don't think that they were elevated to the place that they could have been. No, but I think that's like an easy answer for like, Oh, you know, we yeah. need some more like some championship rub with the women's uh, division. But anybody else have any thoughts on Io Shirai, Candice LeRae before we move on? I would love one more match, but it looks like they're all kind of separating. So hopefully they just like kind of make their way back. I'm sure they will. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about Finn Balor defeating Kyle O'Reilly in a singles match for the NXT championship. This didn't uh, play out how I thought it was going to, and I'm very glad I'm very glad about that. <laughs> what, what did you think was gonna happen, Matt? What, were you thinking there was gonna be some sort of break that wasn't Finn's betrayal. job? I thought U UE was gonna break up. Power friendship to be fair, together. We were right about some member of <laughs> Undisputed Era getting beat down. It just wasn't how we thought it was going to be. Oh, dude, I can't wait to talk about that, but that's the end of the yeah. match. Let's talk about the match first. Go ahead and lead off, Logan, since you're talking. Dude, just so good, man. Like, the strikes. Kyle O'Reilly is a freaking god with the, like, combinations, man. They were just so well put together and so time, so well-timed and everything. It was just awesome to watch. That, uh... It was like... It was like almost watching like a legit MMA fight, like because these guys were both obviously throwing hands like really hard too. Like there was, it wasn't like you know pulled punches. Well, si side note, they both really fucked each other yeah, up. Like, no, like, they, they like, like, yeah, like, Finn, like, Finn broke his fucking jaw. Well, yeah, right? and there, now there's rumors like they, they haven't announced it. Um, so there's rumors that Kyle O'Reilly has a bad concussion because when they don't announce an injury, that's usually what the, the yeah. situation is. Um, Dude, it was I, yeah, I, as they, much they as the shit out of each other. As much as I'm sad that they are injured, uh, the yeah. match was fucking awesome, and, yeah. and I appreciate them putting themselves on the line for my entertainment because I was entertained. It was, <laughs> yes. and the, all like all the selling of the body shots and everything too with Kyle and everything like that was cool because like you don't see Finn that as often. Finn was selling the arm really well too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. the transition yeah. they did on the ground was fucking. Oh yeah, the like whole like BJJ yeah. series. Like, it, like yeah. Again, I think we were talking about it when it was happening. It's like you don't see that part of Finn nearly as much, and it's just like no, these this motherfucker can go. Yeah. And Kyle is, I, I think we again we were talking about it. This was showing that Kyle is not just a tag team guy. If he wanted to, he could go after a world title. Oh. And Dude, this was an impressive oh, as hell yeah. singles yeah, match for him. Like, yeah. Very much impressed me watching Kyle do that because, like, all I've seen are some tag team matches. And it's not like he's not an impressive tag team wrestler. It's just Duke could hold his own and more in a singles match. It was freaking awesome. 
28 minute singles match too. Yes. Like, wasn't a short one. Yeah. Well, so I think a lot of people forget that mm-hmm. O'Reilly, at, you know, has like done a lot of singles outside of NXT and like Ring of Honor and New Japan. Like Ring of Honor, he's actually he was the world champion at one point. So yeah, he's no slouch clearly. And I, I was excited that like he got an opportunity to show that he was such a great singles wrestler. I, I love this match because it felt like this could have been like them 10 years ago on a New Japan mm-hmm. card. It Like the style of it was, it felt like, you know, they, they must have had an agreement like, let's work really like strong style, stiff. I mean, that was at least my take on it. Breaks Finn Jaw. I'm not sure that's not what they said. (laughs) It was like at the end of the match. Too strong. Too strong. (laughs) So sometimes these kind of one-off matches and, you know, a new person gets a a shot in the limelight. I I love those. You know, even when you know like, ah, there's no way that they're going to win. If it, it's done well, your disbelief gets suspended long enough that you're like, oh my God, like maybe the- un- Kind of like- Go ahead. Sorry, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say like the Jey Uso like match too was like, there was like some like really near fall moments in that where I was like, oh. Yeah, we're like, there's no way <laughs> Roman is gonna lose. And then it's just like, but what if, but what if? Yeah. <laughs> right. And I, you know, so I think like an example of like, um, as much as like, I like, Tommaso Ciampa and like Johnny Gargano, you know, we've seen that match a bunch. We've seen Gargano and Cole a bunch. So this was a, was cool that, you know, it was a matchup that we'd never seen. And I think that I fully expected it to be this good, but I think a lot of people probably that maybe aren't familiar with O'Reilly's past work were probably like, oh, that's weird. Like the tag team guys like going to be in a title match. Like, so I'm sure that, you know, he made even more fans, um, during this match. So let's talk about how this ended. So it ended in like a, uh, a sign of mutual respect, which I was super into that. And then that was really cool to see. And then uh, it looks like, um, except for, I can't remember this freaking dude's name. Ridge Holland. Ridge Holland. Yes. Um, And there's been a development. (laughs) There's been a development after Wednesday, did you see what happened to him? Wait, is he uh, have a freak accident? Oh, oh, <laughs> yes. said he got, yeah, it's, he got it's injured. Gross. Yeah. His like leg crumples and half, oh, like his like like set like ankle. Sin. During during <laughs> wait, like, during a match? I yeah, didn't see that. Like the ref throws up the X and everything. Here I'll say I can send you a link to this <laughs> if you want yeah, it. It's pretty it's pretty nasty. Oh god. Okay, well then that's over. <laughs> but, but exactly. And so that's why I was like, oh, they're building this whole thing. And then I like saw this notification on my phone that was like, Rich Holland, oh, boy. you know, emergency surgery after freak accident. I was like, uh, so I, I guess good. that ending is kind of a wash then, but yeah. So yeah. He, he, you know, brings, oh. <laughs> did you just watch it? He <laughs> just watched it. <laughs> so he brings Cole out and, you know, seemingly, uh, beat oh. him down, but I, that's clearly, I don't know. Oh. So they might be doing something else now. Yeah. No. I, I, it was it was interesting that they built that because they obviously they they were like they knew what they were doing. Whenever Adam Cole kept 
posting stuff of how good friends he and Kylo O'Reilly are. Like they knew that they were pulling on our it was a, on our heartstrings and making us think that they were going to have a betrayal. It was a red herring, and it was a good red herring. Yeah, yeah. it was I mean, fun I, fucking with Matt the entire night too. Yeah, <laughs> I was thoroughly convinced that he was going to screw him over. Yeah. What are you going to do when it cuts and, that, and it's just you know Cole stomping on his head? <laughs> He might have tried to screw him over <laughs> taking him out. You don't know. <laughs> he might be right. Ridge knew it was coming. He's like, not on my fucking watch. <laughs> you might be right. So oh where, do, where do you think both these guys go moving forward? Um, I think you mean Finn and, and yeah. Could- yeah. Um, assuming that their injuries don't keep them out super long. Um, if Kyle has a concussion, that might he might be out for a while. Uh, but I, I heard that Kyle's, Finn Balor's jaws is like not as bad as everybody originally thought. Okay. I, I bet Kyle probably goes, I mean, I, I, not that I wouldn't love to see him do more single stuff. I just bet that this is probably like a one-off. Pew! And he's going to go back and be doing tag stuff, mostly. Sorry to assume. Um, but uh, I could be wrong, and I wouldn't be upset to see him do some more single stuff. I, I would hope that, you know, there would be a plan for Bobby if that was the case, so, so that he's not just left sidelined or anything in the meantime. Um, but, yeah. I don't know. I don't really know who I would – is there, like, a build for who Finn is going to be going against next yet? Currently, or is it kind of up in the air? Bum leg. I would do either – what about Dexter Loomis? He just came back. Oh, that creepy guy. Yep. Yeah, it's, a, it's the serial killer guy. <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't put him in the title just yet. Champa, and then he should be returning anytime. Cross. Ch- Champ. I just told you, Champa is in a rivalry now with Kushida. And so? honestly, I don't want to see Champa. I don't think it's time for Finn to drop the belt, and I don't want to see Champa lose another title shot. I want to like it's killing that me. Goldie has not come home. Well, so, okay, so if if clearly they can't do what they were going to do with Adam Cole Ridge. and Ridge Holland, so part of me, I feel like there's a story with Adam Cole and and Finn Balor still because we we just saw, like, the very tip of the iceberg with, with their rivalry with Finn beating him to win the title. So there, True. there could be... I, I think there's there's traction that they could get out of that. And you know, like arguably it, that's like the two biggest names that they have in, in that company right now. Oh, for sure. You can do thin, like act like it's going to be a rivalry, but really it's a way to make the new club get AJ down there. They're, I don't think AJ's, a, AJ's going to go to NXT. Yeah, they know. believe that the world is round, so... <laughs> she's not allowed there. I, I, he's just like he's one of their top guys, and like they actually book him well. So there's like there's yeah. not a reason for him to like try to like request to go down there. He's unless he's not, he wanted to work with a Finn Balor or Adam Cole. <laughs> I mean, they could easily do that without without having to move him down there. He, he's way too much of an pay-per-view. asset. Yeah, he's way too much of an asset. I mean, I'll be the first one to tell you you're right if it happens, but I I, I just find that to be very unlikely. I think like a person this like is 2020 man, anything could fucking happen. Yeah, I, I think bad. like him, Roman Reigns, uh, 
those are people that I I highly doubt um, would go down there. Randy Orton, but you never know. I mean, uh, Vin tested they, they had Charlotte, you know, be be their be their champion for a while. But keep keep in mind that was off of a long period of her not really like them not doing anything really interesting with her. Like she kind of well, and if you remember, she didn't even ever defend the title on NXT. It was always on SmackDown or, or Raw <laughs> or whichever promotion she was on at the time. Yeah, the, I mean, yeah, that's neither here nor there, but. <laughs> Um, but I think there was more of a, a justification for it. And there was more of a justification for like Finn Balor coming down to NXT than there is for like an AJ Styles. But who knows? Maybe if they, you know, if they just stop doing interesting things to them for a while, you'll get your wish. Was AJ, was AJ in NXT or did he just go straight? Yeah. So see, that's another thing is like Finn at least was in NXT and, and then moved up. So for him, it was like a return. Like I'm coming back to, you know, run the house. Whereas for AJ, it'd be like that's a that's a great that's a great uh, a great point because then that would be technically the same with Charlotte. That'd be technically the same with Ember Moon. But I can also throw the same argument that YouTube gave to me, saying Charlotte beats Rhea for the title. It brings that AJ name to NXT and gets people to. Oh, watch I agree. NXT. I think that would be cool. But they also did that Charlotte thing when they. F- more closer to the beginning of them televising NXT, which is probably why they brought her and Finn in there to go, hey, here's some big names. I'm just saying TV WWE is a fucking, I don't know what to call it, but it's a thing that could, it's going to go down this path until it decides it wants to go that way. You mean well, anything that moves? So that the, the, the booking that you're saying, I think is completely possible, but that's such big money that they Vince would never let that happen on NXT TV. Like that, that's like a, that's a main roster thing. So I think it's possible if Finn Balor and Adam Cole go to raw or SmackDown. Are you wanting undisputed era to break up and Adam Cole come up? (laughs) No, this is your, this is your booking. I'm just saying like that would be more likely. Yeah. No, if you're the, uh, the bummer with this title is like all the people that I really would have liked to see go for it have all been moved up to yeah. Raw and SmackDown now. So there's like, I mean, not there's, that there's, there's no one left know, in T-Bar, NXT. T-Bar, Slapjack. <laughs> God damn hey, it. Matt Riddle still has his weird name. Yes, he does. And oh, they're doing really awesome things with him. And he's still feuding with How? Corbin. So How? I don't know. Well, if you're not... Then I would book Finn the way he's been booked before he won the title. Put people you wouldn't think up in the title picture just to make Finn make them look like a million bucks. And yeah, a Damian Priest, a Thatcher, a fucking. What if uh, he just goes through all of UE? He could do. That's that's exactly what I'm saying. Is it could be people. It could be a strong, a Bobby Fish, like more well, like, people that you don't, you wouldn't think of. More of it is sort of like, since whatever with that right. Cole didn't really happen because dude had an accordion leg happen. Um, that was accordion uh, <laughs> leg. So, and, Matt, have you watched that yet? No, I'm it's not gonna watch it while we're recording. It's worse than Sid. Um. Anyway. Oh, Sid Vicious, you mean? Mm-hmm. Okay. 
I don't think it's worse than Sid's. His is pretty gross, but it's still not his good. His was Cynthia. his own body weight. Tony, just a second. Let's set the attack. Okay, so, like, it would continue sort of, like, put Adam Cole in a new sort of storyline if they, like, are like, oh, my God, you hurt Kyle to the point where he's out. Uh, now you have to deal with us because friendship. And then he, Adam Cole now has a storyline that he now missed out on because that one dude getting hurt and then you just also have um roderick strong and bobby fish to also show off as singles and like with that well that's a that's a good point and you know that could still be like long-term booking for adam cole and finn balor because let's say let's say he finn goes on this like quest of like i'm gonna beat everybody in your stable um to reference something that would be similar to that that they've done in the past, CM Punk, before he left WWE, did something similar with The Shield. Um, and it was really a thing to kind of like give each one of those guys a platform to have a singles match with the top guy. And not that Adam Cole, I, I, like, I think he is a top guy, but the other guys are, I think, you know, like he's the leader and they're... They're members, yeah. members of the group. So what you could have is, uh, okay, so he's he's ran through Kyle. Give him Fisher or Roddy next, and then, you know, f- follow that with whoever um, is remaining. And then it's kind of like, well, you know, and I beat you once before too, so then maybe he pisses Cole off, and, you know, then that leads to a a rematch. Mm-hmm. For, uh, It'd be interesting to see how that would play out too, though, because whenever he's finished both of his matches with his match with – Cole and his match with O'Reilly, they both ended with like signs of mutual, mad mutual respect. So I, I would wonder if maybe there would be bad blood at the end of it. I mean, it's wrestling logic, so probably just because, you know, Story conflict says. I mean, you can still have respect um, for like, someone and like go, oh, I'm going to, yeah. Exactly. And then kick them in the head when they turn around. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I mean, there might be, there could be room for something else to, you know, happen there too. Or, just, or, you know, I think. I think you could technically like slightly alter the war games rules and maybe they'll do like undisputed era and Finn Balor. And that's like a, a, a like a little, uh, <laughs> Tony you know, that's like, on one handicap. <laughs> that's like a, uh, you know, no, like the, all them on a, on the same team. And like, that would be like a kind of a nod to like, Hey, like this is a, like, a, you know, kind of like a little bit of a, a bullet club, you know, not a reunion because Finn and, and Cole were never in bullet club at the same time, but you know, they're both bullet club members. So that could be cool. And then, you know, if they have to have a, a common enemy, but I think that's, it's possible. You can. So what if they did put together a group of heels undisputed era and then Finn gets to pick his from each, he can go to raw or SmackDown and pick his team. He picks an AJ or uh, and others, but then you're not you're not using your talent you have in NXT. Well, they could still use NXT guys. I would I, I would weirdly love to see Finn and Grimes. I think I think that would be an interesting match. I think you could have a good match with Bronson Reed too. Finn, I think, is a very Uh, There's your your Finn team. Loomis, Grimes, Bronson, Styles. 
Dude, I just I just want Finn and AJ. You're you're, you're trying way too hard with this AJ Styles and NXT thing. You're welcome, Lo- Logan. Your mic's off, bud. I said he's just about as hard for AJ and NXT as he is for Rhea Ripley right now. Gross. <laughs> I mean, hey. Uh, well, okay, no, stop! Don't, don't, don't <laughs> just don't even don't even say what you're gonna say. No, I was gonna, uh, Edge wants to go to NXT. I mean, that I don't think that's that, gonna that'd happen. be great. But that's another one that I like. I, I don't see. I would I again. I would love to see. I that. think I think Edge could have totally pulled that off in his negotiations, even if it's for a one off. Well, but that, that's I not him going to NXT then necessarily. No, I'm, I'm just saying. Yeah. The same thing they did with Kevin Owens last year. He was there for the War Games match, and everyone lost their fucking minds. Oh, that's right. I did forget about that. Yeah, no, it was dope. I mean, yeah. Okay, so, all right. So that's different than kind of what you were making it sound like earlier, though. You were making no. it sound like somebody would go over, and then that would be their brand. No, like, I'm saying AJ like, Styles is a member of NXT. You didn't say he's going to come down for one match. Because no. then, yes, that's way more possible. <laughs> I still don't know if it happened, but I think Tony, I think you're less crazy now. Thank you for elaborating. I mean, I I don't agree with that. (laughs) When it comes to wrestling, I can, mm, I can argue. (laughs) You can. So are there any other final thoughts on this card as a whole? I thought it was very, very solid. I loved all the matches. The two championship matches were my favorites. The last two. I would agree with that. Um, they were all great. Yeah, they were all great. I think Candice Ray definitely needs that title very soon. Yeah, you know, I kind of wonder if had Tegan Knox not gotten hurt because they were kind of starting a rivalry with them. Mm-hmm. I think she, yeah. I think she might have won, and Io would have went on to do something else, and Candice, I think, would have went on to have a program mm-hmm. with Tegan, but maybe. Maybe some sometime down the road. Shoulda, woulda, coulda. Yeah, unfortunately. Damn injuries. Stop yeah. getting hurt, you cowards. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, I think that with that, let's uh, let's wrap it up. Thanks so much for joining me, and we'll have to reconvene for the next show. I know that uh, Halloween Havoc isn't an actual pay per view, but I love that show so much as a as a kid that I. I would kind of like to check that out and maybe do a, a podcast on that if it was if it ends up being good. Do that would be sick. A watch along with Halloween Havoc. We'll definitely that'd be cool one. if we could. We'll definitely do uh, a podcast episode for War Games because I think that's uh, you know yeah. uh, I love that paper. I, I think that. it's one of their best pay per views every year. Mm-hmm. It's it's yeah. freaking bonkers. But they're gonna have some stiff competition with Portland for being a uh, pay-per-view NXT pay-per-view of the year. But oh, yeah, who knows, baby. you know, you know, Riddle's you, gonna smoke you, ne- you. you never, you never know with that war games match. It's, <laughs> it's pretty <laughs> wild. They've gotten so much better though. Oh my God, dude. I watched a couple from WCW and they are atrocious. <laughs> so bad. There's like giant names in them, but it's like, it's all, you know, giant names that were like just big stars, but like terrible in-ring workers. Like you've got like uh, Sid Vicious and Hulk Hogan and like <laughs> Ultimate Warrior. And it's like, 
You're going to put them in there for a freaking hour? What? <laughs> <laughs> That's insane. Yeah. So the equivalent of putting Brock Lesnar in an hour long match. I think he'd I think he'd be more adept in an hour long match than Hulk Hogan or Ultimate mm-hmm. Warrior. And I and you, as you guys know, I'm a huge Warrior fan. But that guy, sh- he's he's like he's like uh, he is his well, stat tree. Well, he, his stat tree leans heavily towards he's like <laughs> his he's persona. Like, he's like Goldberg. He should only be in ten minute matches or less. Yeah, you know. But and that was a lot of his matches. But he was in a few longer ones, and it was. Other than maybe the the match he had against Hogan at WrestleMania, um, that had good storytelling. So in the crowd was so into it that it was like passable for how rough the in ring work was. But yeah, no long matches. No, no, no. That's bad. <laughs> bad idea. Anyhow, hey, it's not good for everyone. Anyhow, thanks guys, and uh, we will. I'll see you guys again down the road. Yeah. All right, my little nerdies, that's all I've got for you today. Thanks so much to my guests, Tony Williams, Logan Herzog, and Cynthia Borges for joining me and discussing TakeOver 31, reviewing some wrestling. And thanks to you, the listener, for checking out the episode. If you were digging what I'm doing here on Nerds with Opinions, make sure you're following me on Instagram and Twitter at nerds underscore opinions and on Facebook at Nerds with Opinions. If you're listening to this on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, whatever it's called nowadays, make sure you're rating reviewing this episode. And if you're on Spotify, make just make sure you're following Nerds with Opinions so you know when the new episodes are dropping. Thanks again for checking out the episode. I've got a lot more new stuff coming out here real, real soon that is non-wrestling related. I've been recording episodes like a madman. We're going to do more quarantine watch list episodes if you're into those. Going to have some individual movie reviews, some stuff that's going to be very October and Halloween specific. Be on the lookout for that. As always, I'm your host, Matt Holbin, and you have been listening to Nerds with Opinions. (laughs) 